right, Thursday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. And I mean it, be blessed in Jesus' name. Give your life over to him tonight. Let's jump right into this tonight. Donald Trump Jr. Uh, tweet, we're going to talk about the, the shooter, the mass shooting that happened in Maine. Last uh, body count that I got was 20. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. A lot of different sources coming out about it. But Donald Trump Jr. pretty much sums it up, and I'm not belittling this, and I'm not making it. Never want to belittle the loss of human life, especially for those of us who are pro-life and uh, obviously bemoan the deaths of, of tens of millions of kids per year and never belittling life in any way, shape, or form. Please understand that. But Maine needs to, as every other state needs to, go to an open constitutional carry. Uh, uh, they need to become a constitutional carry state, and I can guarantee you these things will not happen. If everybody's walking around with guns, these things will not happen. You're like, Tom, you're really advocating for that? Absolutely. You know why? Because just like the Bible is my constitution for my faith, the Constitution is my constitution as, United States, uh, as a citizen of the United States of America. So the main shooter was, as always, known to law enforcement. And if we really dig down deep into this, do I know any of this? Is this conjecture? Yes, it is. But I will bet you the FBI knew about this guy. I'll just bet you right now, just like the FBI knew about the Pulse shooter, knew about the, the, uh, the shooter in northern New York, knew about the subway shooter. Uh, you know, do I, do I know that for sure right now? No. But it's just very strange. And as usual, this happens right at a poignant moment. It's just very weird how you have an Army reservist by the name of Robert Cart, Army reservist, who's a firearms instructor with a history of mental health issues, decides to go shoot up a small town in Maine or a store in a small town in Maine. Very just kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, it's just weird how every one of these mass shootings seems to seems to deflect the news off of the ineptitude of the Biden administration. I mean, it just it's just strange. And again, these things didn't happen to, at this alarming rate under the Trump administration. You know, anybody notice that? Allegedly, you bring in these people who want to get rid of the Second Amendment, want to confiscate all your guns. And all the mass shootings start. Whenever you bring, whenever they are elected out of office, whenever they're ushered out of office, the mass shootings seem to stop. And you're like, Tom, there's mass shootings under every administration. I know, but there's a disproportionate amount under Democratic Party administrations. It's kind of weird. We have a DOJ that we know, and you saw the pregame there with Mayorkas, and I know that was a, that was a long pregame because I showed that whole Mayorkas video being interviewed by the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, before he was Speaker of the House, obviously. But you see the government working behind the scenes, violating the Constitution. Under that circumstance where you actually have Alejandro Mayorkas telling you that the government isn't censoring speech, speech while they're censoring speech. <laughs> and are found in the Fifth Circuit. Fifth Circuit did, and if you heard Mike Johnson say, these, these facts are not in dispute, even by Mayorkas' personnel, as Mayorkas disputes them. Yeah. So you need to keep this in mind. Mayorkas is disputing facts that his own people under oath testified to. And, and, and they're appealing it and all those different things. But the, you need to understand how the court system works. There, be, there becomes facts that are no longer under dispute. You can have court hearings about other substantive issues, but there are certain facts that are not in dispute. Elvis Chan with the FBI was meeting with Facebook, was meeting with Twitter, and was meeting with Google slash YouTube to censor exclusively, exclusively conservative speech. Understand that. Those facts are not in dispute. His motives might be in dispute, but the Elvis Chan swore under oath that he did that. Now, of course, that's under the DOJ, not Mayorkas, 
But Mayorkas' personnel were also doing the same exact thing under CISA. Cyber Safety Initiative, whatever it is, you can't keep track of all these pseudonyms for the, uh, for the you know, it's not a pseudonym, it's a whatever you call it. Acronym. Acronym, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Acronym, thank you, Aaron. You can't keep track of all these acronyms that the federal government has. So we know that the federal government is behind the scenes working against our First Amendment rights. Remember, the United States government, which swears to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America, is behind the scenes working against the First Amendment, take away our constitutional rights to speak, and we know that they're behind the scenes working against our constitutional rights to bear arms and defend ourselves against them, not hunt deer. So is that what's happening with these mass shootings that seem to always benefit the Biden administration? I don't know. Nobody knows, but it's just strange, and I like the way uh, Donald Trump Jr. sums it up. The main shooter was, as always, known to, law, known to law enforcement, previously committed to a mental institution and prohibited from owning firearms. So you're going to initiate new laws to prevent this guy from committing a mass shooting when all the laws in place were supposed to prohibit this guy from, from uh, orchestrating a mass shooting, correct? I mean, so how if you're... Old laws where it prohibits this guy because he's been in mental institution could never pass a background check. So your previous laws that ban him from ever buying a firearm didn't work, but your new laws to ban him from getting a firearm are going to work. And all these laws that ban people from getting from getting firearms are only obeyed by who? Law-abiding citizens. So you're going to think about how nonsensical this is. Just, just like electric vehicles, how nonsensical it is that you're going to not emit CO2 because it's all the same agenda with different tactics. You're going to save the planet by not emitting CO2 while your car drives down the road, even though it does emit, emit CO2. But what charged that car to drive down the road was fossil fuels. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. So you're going to restrict law-abiding citizens' abilities to defend themselves against gun-wielding criminals who are not going to obey the laws that you've used to disarm the law-abiding citizens. That's the, that is the communist left. Because the criminals are the communist left. What it is, please understand big picture, is yes, they are disarming you on purpose because the people that are their foot soldiers are the criminals. They're all Democrats. You know, like they may not vote because they don't have the ability to vote anymore. Although we know that doesn't matter anymore. Whether you have the ability to vote or not doesn't matter because you vote. Or they just, I mean, I got one of, uh, one of our allies here on the podcast is a social media influencer named George. He's got 80,000 followers on, on Twitter. And he actually he actually spoke to some of the spoke to some of the stuff about you know about you know basically disarming disarming American citizens. But I mean for this purpose. But you need to understand that our troops, there I mean the the troops of the globalist left are the criminals. They are the ones. They're the ones. They're actually their foot soldiers, just like Antifa, just like Black Lives Matter are their foot soldiers. You're like yeah, but Tom, they they put them in jail. No, they don't. They don't put them in jail. They have Soros bought and paid for prosecutors all around the United States of America that do not prosecute gun crimes. Why? So that there's mass gun crimes 
which gives them justification to come confiscate, confiscate law-abiding citizens' guns. See, I don't, you, I don't understand big picture with this. And I know I'm 671 people on Please Switch to Rumble if you're watching on any other platform. I know that most of you understand that, but always understand the vacillating picture, how it works. And you're like, well, you know, the, the, you know will those people stay? Their foot soldiers, will they stay loyal? No, of course they're not going to stay loyal. They're globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist. They will use you as long as you are useful. Then they'll throw you out of the limousine. They'll just throw you out once they're done, once they've used you. They'll just throw you out. But that's, the, that's, that's how it works. So I'll go back to this. Committed to a mental institute, so he could not, he already, by law, could not buy, or, buy a firearm. Not anyway. There's no gun show loophole, nothing that could have ever allowed this guy to buy a firearm. If only the FBI would stop spying on Catholics, concerned parents at PTA meetings and mega, mega patriots, maybe they'd actually stop real terrorists for, for a change rather than trying to create them. So they should have this guy on a terrorist watch list. As an Army reservist, the FBI would know about him, who has a, who's a firearms instructor and has a history of mental health issues. The FBI would know about this guy at least potentially, at least Potentially. So here we go. Now, I don't know the latest. I know the latest when I came into the podcast was that the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Federal Bureau of Instigation, has surrounded a house in Maine. I don't know the latest. I haven't been on Twitter for the last hour, so maybe he's been arrested. I don't know yet. Named Robert Card. That is the suspect in this. And, of course, should be arrested, should be put to death for what he did. Period. I got all that. But none of the, everything that, you know, it it takes them all of what, about an hour for the bourgeois globalist leftist leaders to come out, and that's the Democratic Party as well as the globalist left, which are all one and the same, who the globalist leftist bourgeois elitists inside of the United States of America are not actually Americans. They are citizens of a global community in their own eyes, and they actually want to lessen America on the world stage, defang America on the world stage, delegitimize the dollar, really demonetize America so that we become just another Spain. Just another Greece. That's what Joe Biden actually wants because he hates America. He believes that America is a globalist state, not a sovereign nation. He'll use sovereign nation. He'll use that. He'll use that ideology temporarily to enrich himself, as he's done for the last 50 years. But he does not really believe that, nor does Barack Hussein Obama, Oprah Winfrey, John Kerry, Kamala Harris, Rashida Tlaib, the Hamas caucus, all of them, they don't, they don't believe that, that the United States is a sovereign nation. They hate America. Yes, they are Americans. Yes, they have constitutional rights, but they hate America. And that's why they, behind the scenes, are working to take away your First Amendment rights. Take away your Second Amendment rights. All right, so let's go to the next one. Where, where the heck am I? All right, here we go. Onward. That's off the main shooter. If something new happens, Aaron, monitor Twitter a little bit. If something big happens, let yeah, me know. We'll do. Whenever you can. If something changes, if there's arrest in the case, let us know. But there's nothing more to be done. A guy needs to be arrested, needs to answer for his crimes. Changing laws doesn't do anything. Add laws. It's just like they always say about the border. We need to secure the border. Well, secure the freaking thing. Secure it. Donald Trump, remember, Donald Trump had 8,000, when he left office, 8,000 people a month illegally crossing the border. We now have 10,000 a day. And they call it a systemic problem at the border. It's a systemic policy issue, systemic agenda issue at the border. Well, why is it that Donald Trump had 8,000 a month crossing and you have 10,000 a day crossing? It seems to be not a policy problem. It seems to be a political party problem. 
All right, and, and Wokeness Tweet, speaking of political pro, uh, party problems. So you have breaking uh, rep, and Wokeness Tweet, breaking rep Jamal Bowman has been charged with one misdemeanor count of falsely pulling a firearm. One, one misdemeanor account. Strange. It's a misdemeanor. This is a joke. The crime was obstruction of a cr- congressional proceeding, which everybody under 1-6 has been charged with. Remember now, 160, insurrection completely and totally unarmed. No police officers were killed. Hardly any of them were harmed. And the ones that are claiming, and many that are claiming to be harmed, like Fanone and the rest of them, were not harmed. One of them we have on video after he was allegedly bashed in the head. He had a, a, a foot wound. Was perfectly fine. We have him on video. Yep. So they're all liars. They're all just, uh, you know, basically government agents, what they are. And I'm not saying they're government agents as far as Secret agents. I'm talking about basically almost like a Farah agent. They're just being used as government agents. This is a joke. This crime was obstruction of a congressional proceeding, which many one-sixers have been charged with. And remember, again, one-six is completely unarmed. No police officers were killed. Barely any of them were harmed. The only people that died, including Ashley Babbitt, who was shot through the neck, which was a survivable wound, by the way, and nobody was allowed to come and give her critical care. There was one-six uh, protesters there who are qualified, paramedics, people like that, who could have given her critical care. They weren't allowed to. While she was, remember now, and I don't mean to digress into this, but I just can't help it. Remember how Nashi Babu shot by Michael Bird, who's since been promoted, the man who left his firearm in the, in the bathroom, who's now been promoted. He shot an unarmed woman because he couldn't see her hands. That's when you don't shoot somebody. Wasn't that she was refusing to show her hands? She's been pushed through a window. He just shot her anyway. And, and, and she's, what, 5'3", 116 pounds? And Michael Bird is real concerned about her? What, what, she, what exactly is she going to do once she comes through the window, Michael? And as a law enforcement officer myself, Deputy Sheriff right here, Sarasota County, 25 years, 1992-2017, that use of force matrix that he's following is convoluted, if not insane, because it doesn't exist. So the only people that died was, of course, one six protesters. You know, I think at least four of them died on scene. On scene. Now, you had Capitol Hill police officers that killed themselves afterwards, probably because they're lying under oath and putting people in prison for years and they can't live with themselves. That's just my own, uh, that's just my own analysis. That's my just that's just flat out my opinion. I don't know that. That is that is conjecture on my part. But many of these one sixers are being charged with obstruction of Congress. So you had a two and a half hour insurrection. Two and a half hours. Trying to overturn an election. How exactly? I, I see this on Twitter all the time, and I can and I confront people on Twitter. I say, explain to me exactly. I try to stay out of Twitter wars, but it's hard. <laughs> I, I mean, not many people respond because you can't respond to the question. Explain to me, like Mike Johnson right now. That's what he's being asked by the Goebbels media, Mockingbird media, the Pravda media, ex, you know, um, that he was trying to overturn the election. Explain to me how him fi- filing in. Amicus brief is trying to overturn an election. Using law for proceedings is trying to overturn an election. He, was, he filed an amicus brief basically so that we could have a forensic audit of all ballots. Now, my question is, if that, if that is an insurrection, leave this up for me while I will get to it. If that is now an insurrection or a crime to question an election, now we need, so when Trump gets elected, the Democrats cannot ask for a forensic audit. They can't ask for a recount because you are questioning an election. And what's hysterical right now, and I'm taking this completely and totally from Dan Bongino, is you have Hakeem Jeffries accusing Mike Johnson of being an election denier. There are copious amounts of videos. I'm sure the montages will be coming out. And don't worry, they will find their way onto the TLP. 
There are montages of videos of Hakeem Jeffries denying an election, calling Trump illegitimate, saying that if you, if you actually say, as Hakeem Jeffries has said, that the Russians elected Donald Trump, that the Russians infiltrated our elections so much that Donald Trump became president on behalf of Donald Trump, which is a complete bull-faced lie. The Russians, just so everybody knows, gave between two and $300,000 to Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump in half. So basically, Donald Trump got 150000 that benefited him. Hillary Clinton got 150000 that benefited her. That was it. That is, and you even have, even have Republicans to this day will testify. We all will acknowledge that the Russians interfered in the 2016 election. Wrong. That's just like acknowledging uh, under COVID. You know, we can't open safe and effective. Everything is a safe and effective when it's a 99.9% survival virus. So why would you need to open in a safe and effective way when just doing normal everyday things is safe and effective because it's 99.9% survival virus? Because you feel like you have to, to defend yourself politically. It's about being politically expedient. So Russia did not have anything to do with the 2016 election. Nothing. As we spent $42 million under Robert Mueller for a special counsel when he had Peter Strzok there lying, Lisa Page lying, Rod Rosenstein uh, perjuring himself, James Comey perjuring himself, Andrew McCabe perjuring themselves with, with signing onto false FISA warrants. Well, you know, while we spent $42 million and for, using 41 FBI agents that could have been stopping mass shootings, but they'd rather be the, the stop of the Democratic Party, which is exclusively, totally, and completely what the FBI is and has been. And many people will say this is under Donald Trump's, Donald Trump's DOJ. Donald Trump, to his deficit, great president, best president in my lifetime, even better than Reagan, should have done better on the debt, should have done better on COVID. But still, there's a great president and will be a great president again. But he was naive because under his DOJ, there was many statist leftist bourgeois elitists in place, i.e. James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Rod Rosenstein, and many others, of course. He left them in place because he's thinking naively because he hasn't spent any time on Capitol Hill. That when push comes to shove, these people will obey the Constitution. No, they won't. They will commit treasonous crimes without thinking twice about it. If you are the FBI and you are going around to social media platforms, and I don't care. I know there's two different entities. You have DHS, Alejandro Mayorkas, FBI under Christopher Ray, under Merrick Garland, Lisa Monaco. I understand it. But you have both entities going around to social media platforms telling them to take down the Hunter Biden laptop story. And they'll all say, we never said take down the Hunter Biden laptop story so they have plausible deniability. What they said was prior to Miranda Devine's release of the Hunter Biden laptop story that he knew was coming out, that we think that there's Russian disinformation that's about to come out while simultaneously having 51 former intel chiefs sign a letter saying, we got Brennan signing that, James Clapper signed, I don't know if Brennan signed it, Clapper signed whoever, I, 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 take that back, I don't know if they signed it, I can't remember who signed it, so I take it back. But Leon Panetta signed it, former head of the CIA, while simultaneously having 51 former intel chiefs signing a letter saying that it was Russian disinformation, and then warning, see the plausible deniability, and that, which there is no plausible deniability, then warning Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube that Russian disinformation is coming out. So then they can say, well, we never actually said take down that story. Just so you know, 
That's interfering in an election. That's treason. That's way worse than anything the Russians have done. Oh, Tom's pro-Putin. I'm not pro-dictator for on any level. Putin, Putin is an authoritarian dictator. Not a fan. Voldemar Zelensky's worse. That's like, again, the, 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 uh, the example that I always use. Who are you going to choose in a war between Saddam Hussein and Ayatollah Khomeini? Who are you going to choose? One's, one is a radical, more worldly Muslim terrorist, and one is a radical, zealot Muslim terrorist. <laughs> what, what, who are you, you going to choose? Neither one. So here we go back to my post here. So he was in charge with obstruction back to uh, Jamal Bowman, which, by the way, he is a member of the Hamas caucus. Show you that pick in a minute. Ilan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, Iona Presley, and the rest of them. So all the one sixers were charged with obstructing a congressional proceeding, and all of one six took two and a half hours. Two and a half hours total. And I want to always be clear with this because I am not a sycophant. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Knowing the truth, not the truth itself. Knowing the truth sets you free. John 8, 32, Jesus speaking. The truth of the matter is, there were Trump people that did stupid things. There was. Not one of them committed an act that garners more than a year in prison, though. Not one. Not one. There's people that deserve jail time. Listen, if you're there and you're breaking windows and you're a Trump person, you should, you should go to jail for that. Now, who was breaking the windows, by the way? Everybody breaking windows was masked. And we have videos of MAGA people pulling people away from breaking windows. I have more than one video like that. We have MAGA people warning, saying, the people up there that are instigating the violence, that are instigating the vandalism, instigating the criminal mischief, pushing their way into the building, are not us. And then you have Christopher Ray, who refuses to testify under oath because it's an ongoing investigation. It was, everybody remember the date now? It was 1-6-21. We are darn near close to 1623. 24. 24, I mean. Yeah. We're, we're, already, we're already two and a half years past it. Yeah. So we are almost three years in, and he can't answer a question. Like, did you have FBI personnel, FBI informants, ins- FBI agents, and FBI informants inside the Capitol prior to the breach with Trump gear on? He refused to answer that question. And as, as Clay Higgins said, that should just be a simple no. But they never will actually answer. Notice how they never answer the questions. Ask Rashida to leave. Should Israel exist? Always put it in their face over and over and over again. It's part of exposing these people. So if, if you're going to charge people with an obstruction of a congressional proceeding, which is a felony, then obviously Jamal Bowman should be, because why did he pull this firearm? To obstruct the congressional proceeding to obstruct the nomination of Jim Jordan to be the House Speaker. That's what this was. Just delay tactics. He, I mean, I want you to think about the, now he's being, now this is Capitol Police that are charging him with this. Think about what Jamal Bowman's excuse was. He thought that pulling a fire alarm would open a door. <laughs> now, he, again, you only have two choices when you're dealing with Jamal Bowman. He either is galactically stupid or bullface lying. I mean, listen, there's lots of descriptions of me that people could possibly use. Say, yeah, there's only, there's only two choices when it comes to Tom, A or B. 
I hope that those two choices are not galactically stupid or bold-faced liar. Because you either have to be galactically stupid. Everybody that's watching this podcast right now, 649 people watch this podcast right now, switch to Rumble. You've all seen a fire alarm. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to look around the room right now to see if there's one here. I don't think there's one here. But I've seen them around the church building. You've seen fire alarms. They're red and say <laughs> fire alarm. Red with white letters that say fire alarm. And you have to break glass. When have you ever had to break glass to open a door? So he just comes out and bold-faced lies. So he's either a bold-faced liar or the stupidest person on the planet. But he should be regardless of that because if you're that stupid, then it's culpable negligence. He needs to be charged with, it's just, you know, culpable negligence is. Basically, very, very simple. There's other, don't correct me if you're in law enforcement. I know there's other statutory, um, uh, other, there's other statutory choices you could use. But if you throw a rock, off of a overpass and it slams into a car. You're like, I didn't intend to kill him. I just meant to throw a rock at him. And it kills the person. You throw, you know, that happens every now and then. That's culpable negligence. They'll be charged with other things too, like throwing a deadly missile and possibly, you know, flat out first degree murder, second degree murder, whatever it may be. But that's culpable negligence. You should know that if you have a car coming under an overpass at 80 miles an hour and you throw a rock on it, it might kill the person. So if you're so stupid, Okay, if you're so stupid that you don't realize that when you're when you're that it's a fire alarm and you've never pulled, I mean, I'm guessing Jamal Bowman's somewhere in his 40s or 50s. You're 50. Let's just make it easy. You're on this planet for 50 years of your life, and I will say this around the room because I got me at 55. Aaron, how old are you? 30. Aaron's 30. Will, how old are you? 42. Will's 42, and my wife's same age as me. So, in all of our years, not one of us has ever thought. I'm going to open up a door by pulling a fire alarm. <laughs> That's never crossed our mind. And if you actually, I mean, think about how this, de- how this delegitimizes the media. That you will have the media whores come out and say, uh, Jamal Bowman says that he thought he was opening a door by pulling a fire alarm. Think about how devoid of self-respect you have to be to lie like that. To be such a whore for somebody that you'll just lie. I won't lie for anyone. I wouldn't lie for my wife. I won't lie for my kids. I wouldn't lie for a friend. I won't lie for anybody. I'm not going to be somebody's propagating whore. And that's how the media is, really. So Jamal Moment should be charged with what everybody else is being charged with. If you are obstructing, because that's what the new rules are, the new rules. So if you obstruct a congressional proceeding for however long it is, you need to be criminally charged with it. It's a felonious charge under 18 U.S.C. 1505. That's it, up to five years in prison. Bowman could have also been charged with obstruction of justice. That's right. Class A felony that carries a punishment of up to 30 years in prison. Yeah, that's right. And by the way, we need to monitor what is the statute of limitations on us. And then you're going to be like, Tom, you're violating Romans 12, 19. Vengeance does not belong to us. I understand. Listen, it's not vengeance. Because we need to, we need to be monitoring. My point is, we need to be monitoring the statute of limitations on, the thing, on these things. Because when we take power and we run the DOJ, we need to go back and charge Jamal Bowman. And just like they did with Trump, and a lot of these, a lot of greasy liberals are out there thinking, you know what? Uh, Hunter Biden's gotten away because you had you had uh, uh, well, it's not Weissman. I just forgot it. David Weiss, the special counsel, delay prosecuting him until the statute of limitations. This Republican nominee. 
was a Republican nominee who was nominated by both Democratic Party senators out of, out of Delaware, approved by Trump. You had him delay the prosecution of Hunter Biden until the statute of limitations ran out on, on, his, on the most grievous of his tax fraud charges. We can change the law. They did it in New York. How did Trump get charged with a civil sexual assault, civil sexual assault, not criminal, civil sexual assault, when it was years and years and years past the statute of limitations? Because just prior to that, working through the inner workings of a corrupt uh, court system, a corrupt judicial system inside of New York under Letitia James, under Alvin Bragg, who all get paid by George Soros and Act Blue, who gets paid by George Soros. They changed the law. They, they expanded the statute of limitations right before everybody know that Trump could never be charged with that. I can't remember the year this allegedly happened that he sexually assaulted a woman in a dressing room in a store, a woman he's never met in his life. Just like Anita Hill, just like Christine Blasey Ford, never, none of these things ever happened. It's just lies. But lo and behold, it was way out of the statute of limitations for a, any civil charge. But they changed the law, right? Before. We can do the same thing. New rules. It's not vengeance. It's protection. If you don't make them eat their policies, it's, it's glorious. I could spend the entire podcast on Eric Adams' videos. The entire, I could spend, you know, it's already 9.13. I can't believe it's already that late. But I could spend the entire podcast on it. He's sitting there talking about the city's full ghost. And then you, and then you have uh, Kathy Hochul come out and tell people she's, she was the one with, you know, her fake tears and her fake emotion talking about, you know, bring us your huddled masses. The, um, the statement at the bottom of the statue of Liberty proclamation under the statue of Liberty on the statue of Liberty, bring us your huddled masses. She read that. But then when the huddled masses came, she said, go somewhere else. And that's exactly what, what Adams is doing, make them eat their policies flat out. You know, most Republicans won't do it because you'll have the Rashida Tlaibs and the Ilhan Omars and the Kathy Ockels and the Eric Adams, them come out and call you a xenophobic racist. Who cares if they call you a name? Just keep making them eat it because then they will act in the racism that they're claiming that you're a part of. Because if it's racist to not want illegal immigrants where you live, they're the ones kicking them out they will then be acting in the way that they're accusing you of being. Don't worry about the name calling. Stick it in their face over and over again. And Jamal, Jamal Bowman needs to eat. Eat. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. Jamal Bowman loves, loves that one Sixers who did nothing wrong, who stayed between the velvet ropes. What do you call those things? The velvet rope, I can't remember. I hate when I can't remember where it's. I, I make Aaron remember if he can remember, but, you know, st stanchions. Stanchions, stanchions yeah, right? Yeah. They stayed between the stanchions, taking pictures of them. So, hey. okay, he loves that they're in prison for five years. Loves it. He needs to be in prison for five years because it will protect us from him do putting us in prison for five years. That's the point of all this. It's not vengeance. It's as I've said this, and I, I know I've said this many times, but Clarence Thomas should have sued Anita Hill into financial obscurity. Christine Blasey Ford, who received $600,000 on, what's that called again? Not give, send, go. What's the other one? I don't even know oh the name gosh. of it. I always forget it. Do you, Aaron, oh, do you remember? What's the name of that pay? 
GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Yeah. yeah, we don't. We yeah, that's a great thing. Is that GoFundMe? Fundme used to be a part of my life. I mean, I never used it, but I mean, I used to recognize it because there was legit. It was actually used for some legitimate purpose. Now it's out of my mind now. Yeah. So GoFundMe has got six hundred thousand dollars on GoFundMe, and then flew her little fat butt over and did her little, you know, uh, absolute perjury session, perjury session on Capitol Hill, and then flew back to California, where she's allegedly scared to death of flying. So. She needs to be sued to financial obscurity, but Brett Kavanaugh won't do it because he doesn't want to rock the boat, doesn't want to be called names. So what you're doing when you do that is you're legitimizing her lies. You're actually legitimizing her lies, which is what Jenna Ellis just did. I don't blame Jenna Ellis for pleading out because she's not going to get a fair trial in Fannie Willis's Atlanta. Just like Owen Schroeder had to plea out in D.C. because who are you going to get a fair trial from? Is Tanya Shutkin? D.C. jury, D.C. grand jury, D.C. judge, D.C. prosecutor, I mean, uh, blue jury, blue judge, blue grand jury, blue prosecutor, blue defender, blue appellate court. How are you going to, and that's the same way it is in Atlanta. So how are you going to get a free, I mean, a fair trial? I don't blame him for pleading out. What I blame her for is lying. She could have pled out and not lied about Donald Trump. She knows it's a fraudulent election, but publicly stated, well, she didn't have to do that. All she had to say was, I'm guilty of what you're accusing me of, and that's the end of it. And I don't agree with her doing that, especially since she raised $260,000 to defend herself and then pled out two seconds later. Jenna Alice has always been that way. She is a coward. She's, a, she's somebody who always claims Christianity. Christianity stands in the truth. Love, or the, no, stand, Christianity stands in love. No, love rejoices in the truth and not in iniquity. And she always has a soft-spoken voice. And yes, I'm a That's the modern-day definition of Christianity, to be soft-spoken and monotone and compliant and never taking sides and being, being completely neutral. Um, is that Jesus? Absolutely freaking not. So how is it Christianity? If Jesus wasn't compliant, which he wasn't, Jesus wasn't soft-spoken, which he wasn't, Jesus did not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoiced in the absolute truth. In the modern church, what you do now is you obfuscate truth to win converts to some sort of Pharisaic cultism. Yeah. That's what you do now. That's how it is. We're going to obfuscate the truth so that we win you to Christianity. So you've just won them to a Pharisaic cultism built in lies. So how are they saved? They're not saved. That's the Jenna Ellis style of Christianity. I don't blame her for pleading out. I don't think it would be a sin for her to plead out. But for her to boldface lie like she did and throw everybody under, underneath the bus, under the bus, now you have, you have basically made it impossible for anybody to defend themselves. And you've opened up the door to all of these uh, persecutors via prosecution uh, leftists, Fannie Willis, Jack Smith, Alvin Bragg, Letitia James, Kim Fox, George Gascon, Larry Krasner, Lisa Monaco, Merrick Garland, and myriad of others I could name. You've now opened up the door to them because you have legitimized what they're doing. You never legitimize what these people are doing, ever. That's why you don't ever say, you know what, I think we can open safely. Um, I believe, you know what, we can be kinder to the environment. Because you're trying to score political points with your adversaries. Screw these people. I'm not going to try to score with anybody. I'm not trying to score points with anybody. You come, you come to Foundation Church here, you're going to hear the Bible preached. The Bible says that liars go straight to hell. That's what you'll hear. Yep. Homosexuals go straight to hell. Fornicators will go straight to hell. Uh, 
People, people who lust go straight to hell. If you watch pornography, you're going straight. Whatever it is, you're going to hear it here. Not, you know what, it's all a process. It's not a Bible verse. I'm not trying to appease anybody. We tell the truth here. Just like the Bible says that you're supposed to be, you know, people are like, well, I'm fine with that, but I can't stand when you got these name and claim it preachers. And they end up living by a theology that doesn't exist. Nothing in the Bible about name and claim it, whatever it is, or bad mouthing name. You know what the Bible does? You name and you claim. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. And Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. If you want wealth, you can, you can claim wealth. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich, right? 2 Corinthians 8 9. So that's offensive. There's people who leave my church, they love the anti-vax stuff. They even like the hellfire and brimstone stuff, and then when they bring up prosperity, then they leave. Why does, why does the truth bother you? In the name of Jesus. Why does Jesus bother people who are bothered in the name of Jesus? How can you be Christian and be bothered by what Jesus said? I, I just, whatever is in the Bible, just like whatever's in the Constitution, well, I'm losing a lot of viewers right now. People can't listen, people can't take it. They can't take it. It just went from like 670 viewers to 638, which I know it fluctuates, but I mean, they can't take it. Yeah, I've, I've, had, I've had people just walk out of the church. All I'm doing is saying what's true. It's absolutely true, and you're walking out. Just think about, again, how devoid of human dignity you have to be, how purposely incoherent you have to be to walk out when somebody's telling you the truth. It's absolute truth. But anyway, so I just wanted to show you this. So there's the Jamal Bowman stuff. Now, I just wanted to show you. Here's the Hamas caucus, because I don't think I put it on the, on the last show. This is, these are the people that are pro-Hamas so far. And then, by the way, so is Kamala Harris, and so is Joe Biden. They're all pro-Hamas, too. They have to say pro-Israel things because it's not politically expedient to not do it. So they do it while they work behind the scenes to fund Iran, which funds Hamas. You're like, this world is very complex. Now, it's not really complex. It's basically a giant survivor show. You have all those people that are being voted off the island, all that stuff where you have people who are allegedly friends, but working behind the scenes to subvert their friends. Frenemies. That's, that's, that, what is that? <laughs> frenemies. Yeah, frenemies, right? So there's, you know, that, that's what's happening. So, I mean, that's, that's the real world. There's always a political motive behind it. What those motives are, you don't always know. We know what Joe Biden's political motive is. Joe Biden's political motive, number one, is to enrich himself. We, we know that's 23 shell companies, Hunter Biden looting all the nation, Hunter Biden, Frank, and, uh, Frank, uh, Frank Biden, James Biden, all looting nations for years to enrich the Biden family. We know that's his number one motive. His number two motive is to lessen the influence of the United States, to actually lessen the United States. To make the United States a very nominal globalist state. That's, that's his plan. But these are the people that are actually pro-Moss, and they're all Democrats. Find me one Republican. You can't. And then you're like, Tommy, are you sycophant for the Republicans? No, I'm not a sycophant for anybody. I'm a sycophant for the truth. I'm a sycophant for the Bible. I am not a sycophant for the Republicans. It's like right now, I showed pro-Mike Johnson things because I was pro-Mike Johnson before Mike Johnson became a name. Mm-hmm. Okay, now do I believe he's going to be a great speaker? Time will tell. We just need to look at results. Whatever the results are, that's all that counts. It's like Donald Trump. The reason why I love Trump is, you know, we always get accused of being Trump sycophants, a Trump cult, whatever it is. No, if Donald Trump went in and legislated as a Democrat, I'd throttle the guy for it, just like I throttled him for how he responded to COVID. Because if he were to respond correctly to COVID, he'd be president right now. Because in his response to COVID, he allowed a fraudulent election to happen because everyone, everyone's too afraid to say, go vote. It's a 99.9% survival virus. Go vote. Go vote. That's all you got to do. Go vote. 
No, if we say that, then people will say that we're lacking compassion and that we're anti-science. Let them say it. The truth will come out, and it will come out in time if you're praying. If you're praying, the truth will come out and vindicate you. All right, more, more on the Bidens here. This is just really good. Three-minute video, but you got to watch this. Josh Hawley rips DHS director. Now, this person under Alejandro Mayorkas, the most inept DHS secretary in human history and probably one of the dumbest human beings I've ever personally witnessed. So Senator Josh Hawley, rep out of Missouri, rips DHS director of office. This is the director. Look at the, listen to these titles. So there would be D-O-R-R, Director of the Office of Refugee Resettlement. Did you know that there's an Office of Refugee Resettlement inside the United States of America? Did you know that? I didn't either, but there is. Her name's Robin Dunn Marcus. She rips her to shreds over 85,000 uh, unaccounted for immigrant children. Now, I always want to remind you of this. Yes, it's 85,000 that are documented. That is the number. That It's just like when they come out and we have... 30 to 40,000 vaccine deaths under, under the VAERS, under VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Effects Reporting System, right? Okay, it's one of 11 systems of reporting. So it's 11 times that many, which is what exactly what, it, what Peter McCullough is saying, 600,000 people have died of the vax to date. Edward Dowd is saying 800,000 people have died of the vax to date. So always remember the numbers are skewed here. 33,000 VAERS vaccine deaths is the best number they can give. That's the best they can do to hide numbers. That, that's the best thing that, that, that is, that is the, that's, the, that's the best number they could come up with. In other words, they, can, they have to yield 33,000 deaths. They have to yield that because there'd be no plausible deniability in any other number but that 33,000. They have to yield. That's the best they could do. And remember, they stopped all swine flu vaccines when they had two people die of the swine flu vaccine. But we had 30, they had 1,223 people die for, uh, uh, during the uh, vaccine trial uh, under Pfizer. And they, you know, I, and I can't, I can't, if I get into vaccines right now, I'm never going to get this video. But, and they all knew about it. And then they came up with, I showed you it from Naomi Wolf, they came up with a vaccine script. That's an absolute fact, by the way. This is not, this is not, you're like, Tom, get to the, get to the, I can't. I just got, I always got to tell you, this is how it works. They send out a vaccine script to Rochelle Walensky, Anthony Fauci, Francis Collins, and their various replacements and various subordinates. They send out that script to everybody and they say, we know that there's been 1,223 people, 1,000 223 people died in one year in the, in the Pfizer vaccine trial. We know that. But we're going to put out a script to everybody. And, there, and it was on emails. Everybody's freaking out about it. Came out, there's, the vaccine was causing myocarditis, swelling of the heart, pericarditis, swelling of the heart, lining, and blood clots coming out. 33,000 people have died on the VAERS report, which we know it's 11 times that many, if not more. That, that's been reported to VAERS. That's the people that are actually saying it was the vaccine. Most people who die of the vaccine don't say it's the vaccine, nor do their families, which is just a, which is just a very, very sad thing, a pathetic thing. So that these are the best numbers they can come up with. This is as good as they can hide it, right here. So 85,000 people, 85,000 children have disappeared at the border. 
under the Biden administration. By the end of this year, he will have allowed in 10 million documented people into the country illegally. 10 million by the end of this year. It's, it's, it's 8 to 10 million. I believe that it's 10 million. But again, according to CBP statistics, Customs and Border Patrol statistics, it's one to five times that many. So we're dealing with 170,000 missing kids. Because 85,000 is the best number they can come up with. They can't give you a lesser number because there's no way they could justify it. So this is the best number. This is the best that they can do to make themselves look good. Think about that. The best way, the, the, the number that we can come up with to make us look good, this is, this is the lowest number we can come up with, is 85,000. 85,000 missing kids. So you basically have... I'm thinking the Buccaneers Stadium, I believe, holds between 70 and 80,000, low 70s. So you basically have the Buccaneers Stadium kids plus 15,000 missing under the Biden administration in two and a half years. But it's really, according to CBP statistics, at least one times more than that and up to five times more than that that are missing. So here's Holly talking to Robin Dunmarcus. Director of the Office of Refugee Resettlement. Play for me, Will. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Marcos, can I just start with you? You testified a moment ago to Senator Butler that every child gets a Know Your Rights presentation. Is that correct? That is correct. Is that before or after you release them to labor traffickers? Senator, every child that comes into our care gets a Know Your Rights presentation as well as... Have you read these New York Times reports, these stories, the, the series of stories the New York Times has done on the children who are in your care? Have you read them? Yes, I have. Have you read that children are scrubbing dishes, they are operating heavy machinery, they are delivering, delivering meals, they are harvesting coffee, they are working construction, they are working as housekeepers, they are working overnight shifts at plants where they are not paid, they are not going to school, they are not cared for, they are not giving meals, almost all of it illegally. Are you aware of that? That's a yes or no. Yes. Do the Know Your Rights presentation help them in those situations? Senator ORR. Uh, That's a yes or no, I think. I, Do you really think that you're helping these children by releasing them to labor traffickers and, yes, sex traffickers, 85,000 children whom you have no contact with? And your answer is we gave them a presentation before we turned them over to these people who are exploiting them on a scale not seen in this country for a hundred years, a century. A century. It's a disgrace in the United States of America. Let me ask you this. You did a, an audit, I noticed, where you gave yourself a clean bill of health. So just, just tell me this. Do you require sponsors to document their relationship with the child? Senator, we have a thorough vetting process. Do you require sponsors to document their relationship with the child? Yes, we go through No, you do not. You, you do not. Have you read the Senate's Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations reports on your office. There was one in 2016. There was one in 2018. There was one in 2020. There was one in 2022. Spanning administrations, what they found is you do not require sponsors to document their relationship with the child. You release them anyway. What about background checks? Do you require background checks on all adults in the household? 
In cases where the child is being released to their parents, we do not require um, background checks. But Senator, I do, would do you really require like background that. checks on all adults in the household in any case? Yes, in some cases we do. At what percentage of cases do you do background checks on the adults in the household? I, I don't have that number. No. Do you do home visits in all cases? You can actually see where these children are, are being released, who you, whose care you're putting them in? We do not do home visits in all cases. Senator, I'd... So again, you only have two choices here when you're dealing with Robin Marcus here. She's either a child trafficker or the most inept person at her job in history. Those are your only two choices. And again... If I, if, I, if, I, if I was having somebody describe me, I would want better choices than that for me. Either you are completely inept and out of your element, or you have 85,000 kids missing. Well, so let me just, oh, let me just I'm not going to explain it again. It's 170,000 minimum, so that's the number I'm going to use. You got 170,000 kids missing into oblivion, into freaking oblivion, gone, gone. She's actually asked by Holly, these kids are working in factories, mopping, mopping floors. I'm talking about eight-year-olds. Mopping floors. She's asked, is that okay with you? She doesn't respond. She has no response. Shouldn't it be, where are they? Let me help them. And they're being sex trafficked. She doesn't respond to that either. It's because, you see, you only have two, choice when it comes, two choices when it comes to Robin Marcus. She is either galactically inept or trafficking children. That's it. And we have testimony from whistleblowers at the border that the government using NGOs is purposely trafficking children. Purposely doing it. And again, I don't want to lapse. I can't believe it's already 933. Oh my word. How is that possible? <laughs> but again, it's one giant circle bleep symbiote. That's what it is. Where you have the Democratic Party sending money to NGOs at the border, which traffic kids for that, for your taxpayer dollars. They're used to facilitate kids. Facilitate kids, according to Robin Marcus, Marcus, Marcos, where there's no documentation of sponsors. She tried to, well, when we give them, this is a good point by Aaron. She said, well, when, there's, when, we, when we're giving them to their parents, we don't do a background check. Well, how do you freaking know they're their parents? But there's no back check, basically no background checks otherwise. None. And she said in some cases, now what, it, let me translate that. Whenever you have a galactically inept or, or gender-driven Washington elitist statist saying that sometimes they do it, that means they never do it. Yep. So they never do background checks for these kids. They've disappeared. Now, is, now is Robin Marcus, when she goes home, and you know that she sits in front of the TV and just eats copious amounts of ice cream. When she sits there and eats her bonbons from 8 o'clock at night till, till, till midnight watching uh, Netflix, <laughs> when she does that, do you think she has any thought that 170,000 kids are missing at all? And she's in charge of, uh, she's the director of the Office of Refugee Resettlement, and under her watch, 170,000 kids are missing. Under... Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, 170,000 kids at minimum. And again, it's up to five times, uh, five times, 85,000. But what? But don't worry, because every single one of these kids that's now being raped on the streets of NYC, 
who's a 12-year-old prostitute in the streets of NYC under Eric Adams because he doesn't give a crap either. Don't worry, before she was raped every day of her life, probably 30 times a day, she got a Know Your Rights presentation from Robin Marcus. That's, that is the level of governance inside of the United States of America. These people need to be voted out. They need to be criminally prosecuted. Anthony Fauci needs to be criminally prosecuted. Robin, Robin Marcus needs to be criminally prosecuted for culpable negligence. Think about all the people that have been charged for child neglect inside the United States of America. Been charged with child neglect. Every kid that crosses the border is under Robin Marcus and Alejandro Marcus. And there's we know at least 170,000 are missing right now. Into oblivion. They have no idea. That, shouldn't you have an ounce of emotion? If you're fat Robin and you're, and, you're on, and, you're, and you're giving testimony at a congressional hearing, shouldn't you, or a senatorial hearing, shouldn't you have an ounce of emotion like, you know what, man, I'm so sorry that 170,000 kids are missing under, under, uh, under my watch. I, I, I'm really sad. Shouldn't you, I mean, I, I'm telling you right now that as a cop for 25 years, if I, whenever I was, because there comes times where people are, Put under your authority. They are now under your jurisdiction. You are responsible for that person's safety. That's it. Like if you arrest somebody, if you arrest some kid's mom and it's a four-year-old kid, who does the kid now belong to? You. You just arrest their mom. Their mom's in the backseat of a police car. So now that kid's four. What are you going to do, drive off? Robin Marcus would. But now that kid's my responsibility. So I'm there with that kid until... The, the Department of Children and Families, D, uh, DCF, shows up takes, and takes responsibility. That kid is now, now I know exactly where that kid went. She has no idea where these kids are. Doesn't it bother her that 14-year-old girls are now being raped on the streets of Boston because of her? Being sold into prostitution? She doesn't care. That's who these people are. They're bourgeois, globalist, leftist, elitist. And that, see, it all comes back to abortion. I'm going to lose. I got 722 people on right now. I'm going to go down below 600. I mean, I'm going to go below 700 because I'm going to talk about abortion now. For some reason, I'm only going to talk about it for two seconds, but for some reason, people don't like to meet. People want to hear about CBDCs. I'm all in. WEF, I'm all in. COVID, all in. Vaccines, all in. But none of those things even remotely compare to 41.2 million kids butchered in the womb every year. And again, that is the palpable number given by the UN. That's the one they think you can handle. What's the actual number? Just like the bears. That's the palpable number given to the public because they think you might be able to handle that without political ramifications taking place to them. That's the palpable number. See, it all comes back to that. If you, if you are willing to rip a human being out of its mother's womb, peace by buddy peace. And I need to show the video again. It always costs me viewers. I don't give a crap. I love all of you guys that are watching. I'm just telling you, I don't, I, my numbers don't matter to me. I'm here, uh, it's like church. We vacillate, man. We vacillate at church. Sometimes we're jam-packed full. Sometimes we're not because I run people, a lot of people off with the Bible. Christians are offended by the Bible, just like Americans are offended by the Constitution. And people who allegedly live by the truth are, are offended by the truth. But this all comes back to abortion. If you don't care about tearing a kid piece by bloody piece out of their mother's womb, or if you're a legislator like Gavin Newsom, who's perfectly fine with a mother killing their own child 28 days after they're born, then you don't have a problem with 85,000 kids missing from the border. You don't have a problem with it. Why would you care? And I love all these, I love all these liberal bourgeois leftist leaders who put out these posts. Something has to be done. 
and they show kids who were killed by firearms. And they're, you know, I mean, you're talking about, I don't remember the numbers, so I don't want to give you wrong. I don't remember the UCR statistics, but let me just make it easy. Say there's a couple hundred kids killed by firearms every year. Let's say that's really where it is. And that, that includes people under the age of 18 shooting themselves on purpose in suicides. Most of them, by the way, are suicides, not, not kids just randomly shot, although it does happen. But they're mainly randomly shot in Democratic-controlled areas, as usual. But you have the, they have the put out, they'll show the kids pictures, something has to be done. They would have killed that kid in the womb. And what's amazing is, what I want to always say to leftists is, how many transgenders are you killing in the womb? Because you're allegedly a transgender activist. How many transgenders are you killing? How many gay people are you killing in the womb? How many women are you killing in the womb? Because you claim to be an activist for all those subgroups. But you're killing them in the womb. But they always, something has to be, you, you're perfectly, and by the way, they never respond to me on Twitter. And I actually try to time it, because if you go like, you know, it's nine hours after the tweet, who cares? But like 11 minutes after the tweet, I'll play. Let's, I said, let's, I put out, put this, I don't, I don't remember the timing on this one, but I, I, I had one of these, that was one of those posts that just got, got put out today. I don't remember who it was. I need to bring in some of my back and forth on Twitter. <laughs> I can pull them up right now. <laughs> Aaron's, got, Aaron, Aaron's got access to my account. He can pull them up. But I'm like, let's compare stats. Shall we? Let's compare stats. You got UCR statistics, which got a couple hundred kids killed per year by firearms, mainly suicides. Let's compare stats to 1.2 to 2 million kids killed in the womb by you. The person who put out the post saying something has to be done about kids being killed with firearms. So you want something done about kids being killed by firearms to the tune of a couple hundred a year, but want nothing done to the 1.2 to 2 million kids killed in the womb every year by you. Life is actually very simple. What do you say to somebody like that? You are just what, what did, what did Jesus, what did Jesus hate the worst? Tom, you cannot say that God hates. Do you ever read your Bible? Do you ever read it? Because God hates. You do, Well, yeah, okay, he hates the sin, but not the sinner. Um, that's not a Bible verse either. Nope. Hate to tell you, Jacob I loved, quote, Esau I hated. There are six things the Lord hates, seven are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands, that means people, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart, which means people, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. Four out of the seven detestable things, abominations of God, that he hates are people. Whoops! <laughs> Haven't done a whoops in a while. I know, it's been a while. Been a while. <laughs> All right, I don't want to go too far. Let me go to the next one. All right, here we go. I just want to show you the exodus out of New York. Uh, Tom, you're very random at the beginning. I know. I have lots of exposés, and I'm just not getting to them. Here's my Ukraine exposé that gets bigger every day. But nobody's talking much about Ukraine right now, which is part of, you have a lot of right-wing pundits that I love. I love them. I really do. But they're wrong on the specificity of Israel. They're just wrong. Yes, the Biden administration is going to use it to fund Ukraine. Yes, they're going to use it to perpetuate war. Yes, I understand that. But Hamas themselves, operating in specificity, must pay for what they've done. You have, even if they were a globalist tool of the CIA and Mossad, which are anti-America, anti-Netanyahu, 
anti-constitution and pro-globalist. I understand that this whole thing may have been initiated by globalists to perpetuate war, to perpetuate Ukraine funding. I understand that, to perpetuate the military-industrial complex. I get that. But Hamas still must pay for what they've done. And once they pay for what they've done, then that's over. There need to be a war against, I'm against a war with Iran, purposeless. Whatever Lindsey Graham is saying, always do the opposite. I'm against us sending our carriers, a carrier, a carrier attack group over there. I'm against all of that. But I am not against Israel exacting its pound of flesh from Hamas. They must do it. It's not about vengeance. It's about deterrence. Just like I said earlier, Jamal Bowman, I don't care if it's five years from now, needs to be tried criminally for his felonies. Obstruction of a congressional proceeding and the other one that was named that I can't remember. As well as the misdemeanor pulling a fire alarm. He needs to be criminally prosecuted for all of it. It's not vengeance, it's deterrence. Otherwise, you're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. So here you have, now here's the exodus. Now the great thing is, for, I have good news for all the New Yorkers that vote for people like Eric Adams and Kathy Oakle. You could have Lee Zeldin as your governor, but you chose not to. So you got Kathy Oakle. <laughs> so here, now here, now here, I have good news for all of you. Yes, 545,000 people have left your state. I get it. Going to why you'd move from New York to New Jersey is beyond me. Or California. It's just yeah. Why would you? Have, why would you go from the frying pan into the fire? I don't know. Uh, depending on what part of Pennsylvania you're in, I don't know. But anyway, so people are moving out. But I have good news for you because we're going to send you so many illegal migrants that it's going to, that they'll we'll make up for the 545,000 people that have left. <laughs> you're going to get so many because I will forever, ever prompt, whether it's DeSantis, whether it's Abbott, it should be Carrie Lake. And it, man, if Carrie Lake was the governor right now of Arizona, man, that'd be so good. Because every single day in Boston, every single day in Chicago, every single day in New York, Every single day in LA, there'd be a there'd be busloads of ten thousand migrants per day going in, and that's exactly what needs to happen. But people are leaving that state in droves, just like they're leaving the state of who will be the Democratic Party nominee for president, which is Gavin Newsom, who is meeting right now with Xi Jinping. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Both of whom are global leaders for the World Economic Forum. Right, let me show you this. This is interesting stuff right here, right? Our RNC research video. John Kirby has no comment. On Biden, of Biden Pentagon official. Here's another one. So we already have um, Robert Malloy, Nawa Ali, and now Ariane Tabat Tabat Tabai Tabat Tabai Tabat Tabai something like that. <laughs> so you got Ariane Tabat Tabai, Nawa Ali, and Robert Malley have all been found to be working with Iranians inside the Biden administration. That's weird, isn't it? John Kirby has no comment. On Biden, Pen Biden Pentagon official Ariane Tabatabai, who remains who remains chief of staff. <laughs> you, I mean, you have to. I mean, gosh, you have to laugh. You really do. Who remains chief of staff for the office overseeing hostage negotiations? <laughs> now, I played the video in the pregame. John Kirby was asked, um, "Do you have any updates on us getting our hostages back, or any hostage negotiations inside of?" of the Gaza Strip, Palestine, whatever you want to call it. Hamas, you know, Hamas, the Hamas hostages. If you, you have, do you have any comment? He has no comment at all. Well, the person in charge of overseeing hostage negotiations, 
being she has been uh, uh, Ariane Tabatabai has been named as part of an Iranian influence operation. <laughs> now we've already had Robert Malloy, who was the chief Iranian envoy, has been suspended for giving classified information to Iran, Oops. which is treason. <laughs> so let me let me go over this. So let me, I'll play this video and then I'm going to show you show you the other two people. Play it for me, Will. Pentagon official uh, Ariane Tabatabai, I believe I'm saying her last name correctly, um, she was alleged to be involved in an Iranian government influence operation. There was some um, discussion about whether she should keep her security clearance. She did. But she's now the chief of staff for the office that's overseeing uh, hostage negotiations. So is it appropriate for someone with these connections to the Iranian regime to be overseeing rescue operations for Americans that are being held by Iran-backed proxies. I'd have to refer you to the Defense Department to speak to that, Jackie. You are the Defense Department! There's no referring. You are a spokesman for the White House. The Defense Department is the White House, moron! And here's the thing. You know, like Tommy should show more respect. He's a former military guy. I don't give a crap. Listen, I love the military. I was raised in a military family. Will is a combat veteran sitting right to my right right now for the Marine Corps. I love our military, but that does not give you gravitas for the rest of your life. It does not give you immunity from stupidity the rest of your life or being accused of stupidity. John Kirby should be outraged. Outraged as a former military man that you have a woman working as, I can't get over this, Chief of Staff for for the office overseeing hostage negotiations who has been caught being an Iranian sympathizer. And she's in charge of getting hostages back from Iranian-controlled Hamas. And she's an Iranian sympathizer. I mean, as a former military man, not me, but as I'm talking about John Kirby, why is he not outraged? He should be like, you know what? Holy crap. This freaking sucks, man. I can't believe this has happened. We need to get that woman out of the Pentagon. Um, she's still there. Yep. She remains chief of staff. She's been caught influence peddling to Iran and is still chief of staff of getting our hostages back from Iranian-controlled Hamas. Go to the next one for me, Will. So here's the Ted Cruz tweet. Remember this nope. one? Nope. No, no, no. That was for Ted me. Cruz. There yep. you go. You have it. Ted Cruz tweet. Indefensible. The anti-Semitic radical wouldn't matter either way. Which one? Ever. This, it, these, are the, these are the three people. Three people now caught in the Biden administration that are Iranian sympathizers. Alleged. Indefensible. This anti-Semitic radical should be fired immediately. Biden Department of Homeland Security officer is repeatedly posting pictures of Hamas terrorists and parach- uh, terrorists parachuting. And this is being posted by a government official. A government official is posting pictures because we all know how the Hamas terrorists raided the music festival on paragliders. She's posting this. This is a Biden official, Department of Homeland Security officer. This is the person in charge of Homeland Security is posting that. A Department of Home, a Department of Homeland Security official is posting pictures of Hamas terrorists paragliding in to rape and murder 1,400 people. This is the Biden administration, Nawal Ali. She, I mean, she has to go to Quran studies with Ilan Omar and Rashid. They all gather together and do Quran studies all the time. I just guarantee it. I'm making all that up. It's just a joke. So go to the next one for me. Well, now here's a jo- uh, Joey Manorino tweet. 
Here's Biden's Iran envoy. That's the third time I put this on, but I just have to show you. This. They're up to three now. Three Iranian sympathizers inside of the Biden administration. That right there, I mean, you're talking about sabotage. You, you mean, you, you are absolutely talking about the fact that the Biden administration has been infiltrated by Iranian agents. Who is this guy? Biden's, I mean, is Rob Malley not an Iranian agent? Well, let's see. Biden's Iran envoy, Rob Malley, Biden's Iran envoy, who's childhood friends with Anthony Blinken, has been quietly associated with these circles these people are raised in. That's why they become what they become. Has been quietly expelled from the Biden administration and his security clearance revoked. You don't know, which by the way, Ariane uh, Tabatabai, I'm sure still has her security clearance. I'm trying to remember whether it was Jack Posobiec or one of the, I, I believe that there's out of two out of the three. Now, I don't know if he was talking about the same three that I'm talking about here. I know he's talking about Tabat Tabai. I know he's talking about Robert Malley, but I'm not saying he's talking about Nawal Ali. But three, two out of the three that he was talking about still have their uh, top secret classified clearance. They still have it. But Mali's, I mean, this is Biden's. This isn't some low-ranking official. This is Joe Biden's personal envoy to Iran. Has had his security clearance revoked. Why? Malice, Mali was removed and is being investigated for sharing classified information with Iran. This is inside the Biden administration. They have been infiltrated by Hamas. That's why they're pro-Hamas. They're infiltrated by Hamas. So that's why you have Joe Biden over there saying, you know, Israel, just, just pull back a little. Israel doesn't need to pull back from squat. 1,400 people were killed, 31 Americans. 31 Americans were killed in that 1,400. Kids were had their heads chopped off. Women were raped in multitudes. And you have the President of the United States going over there, and Bumble Stum and his, his uh, what's that, Balchin? What's that guy's name? Oh, right? the Balchinian. Balchinian. You have yeah. our President Balchinian going, <laughs> going over there. And... Uh, Telling, 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 just like that's what Obama would always used to do too. What, they would always say Israel would have these assaults from Hamas or Hezbollah, which are all funded and directed by Iran. Not just, not just funded by Iran, directed by Iran. Iran is actually, which is working in conjunction with China. They are not just funding these operations; they are personally directing and planning these operations. Why would Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden then go over? and tell Israel to back off of Hezbollah, back off of Hamas, because it's not that they're just Hamas and Hezbollah uh, backers. It's because they are backing Iran. Iran had, remember, who brought pallets of $400 million? Pallets $400 million in the dead of night flown into Tehran in the middle of the night. Who just gave six... You can put that up, Aaron. Just put it up. Yeah, I'll get to it. it just, but you got to quit moving it. That's driving me nuts. You guys don't see the, some of the stuff I'm saying. That <laughs> screen to my left over here, and Aaron's bopping all over the place. He is Davy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but why, why would Joe Biden get... Why, I, and it only can be used for humanitarian purposes. The $6 billion that he just gave. Remember, under O'Biden, they got $400 million in pallets of cash delivered to them in the middle of the night in Tehran. We got it. On an, Amer- on an American C-130. I mean, cash. $20 bills, you know, $50 bills, $1 bills, $5 bills. Cash. Why would you do that? 
because they back the backers. They back, they are pro Hamas and pro Hezbollah because they are pro Iran. It shows in their staffing. Robert Malley, pro Iran, has been suspended and his security clearance revoked because he gave classified information to Iran. Nawal Ali posting on social media, pro Hamas. She's, she's working for the Biden administration, posting, put it, not just posting, I love Hamas, but posting pictures of paragliders carrying machine guns. And now uh, Ariane Tabatabai, now who remains chief of staff uh, 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 for the Office of Overseeing Hostage Negotiations, despite being named as part of an Iranian influence operation. But she still remains in place. So if you ever wonder why it is that Joe Biden gives them $6 billion, O Biden gives them $400 million in cash, why Joe Biden funded under a U.N. charter $700 million going to Hamas, why Joe Biden disbanded the CIA's Iran terrorist watchdog group in 2022, just in time for this, just in time for this attack, why it is that Israel intelligence told Mossad and our CIA and the State Department three days prior to this Hamas attack that it was going to happen and Joe Biden did nothing and Mossad did nothing, now you know why. You're like, Tom, then you are saying that there's actually Israelis that are pro Hamas. Yes. Just like there was Israelis that were pro-Hitler. Yep. I.e. George Soros. Now, now, Jonathan Greenblatt will come after me now as an from the ADL Anti-Defamation League because I said something that he will say he'll call it anti-Semitic. What I just said is it really anti-Semitic? I have video footage of Israelis being anti-Israel. <laughs> it's just an it's just an absolute fact. But you have Jonathan Greenblatt come after me because all he does. He doesn't really care about anything having to do with anti-Semitism. Just like John Kerry doesn't care about your CO2 emissions. He cares about personally profiting off of that agenda. Nothing to do with the actual. Just like it's the same thing with COVID. They didn't care about whether anybody got sick of COVID, died of COVID. They cared about politically profiting from COVID. That's all they care about. They don't care about trying to save anybody's life. And Jonathan Greenblatt just uses anti-defamation. He goes after, he goes after, um, Elon Musk for being for being anti-Semitic. What what statement did Elon Musk ever say that was anti-Semitic? None. But he just uses it to leverage in his communism. And I don't agree with being anti-Semitic. I don't agree with being anti anything based on anybody's uh, ethnicity or even religion. It's you're like Tom. I'm anti their religion. If it's anything other than Christianity, I'm anti their religion. But I'm not anti the person. They can do what they want. I want them to be free. You want to, listen, if you want to worship your big toe, feel free. <laughs> worship your big toe. You can be the, you know, the church of so- Scientology. Go, you know, you can be the new <laughs> church of Scientology. Go ahead. Do what you want to do. I don't care. I'm all for freedom. You can go to hell for it. That's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Not anti that anybody's free. Do, do what you want to do. And, I, and, and you should be able to say whatever speech you want to say outside of instigating crimes. And pornography. You should be able to say, what you, if you want to, if you want to be a racist, then be a racist. You look, you look stupid. You look like an ignoramus. You want to be a flat earther? You look stupid. I'm sorry for all you guys that are flat earthers. I really am. I'm sorry. You look up every night. There's a daggum circular moon. 
You know? Come on. I just lost some viewers there, I'm sure. But but anyway. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, but all, people like Jonathan Greenblatt are just like all these other purveyors of agendas. It's got nothing to do with his charter. His charter allegedly is anti-defamation league and fighting against anti-Semitism. But all that he does is accuse conservatives of anti-Semitism. He never goes after Elon Omar. Why isn't Jonathan Greenblatt going after Elon Omar? Because they are actually of the same ideology. They're actually both pro-Hamas. It's true. All right, go to that next one. Let me do a little bit of Hamas stuff, speaking of Hamas. Lance Wall now tweet. Important, this is for all the people, and I'm saying this, and they're my friends. I love you. I still love you. You're just wrong on this. You have to be very specific when it comes to the Israel You can't just tie everything Israel into Ukraine. I know that's what Joe Biden is doing, but you don't do what Joe Biden and Lindsey Graham do. You have to operate in the specific. Because you have conservatives that are putting out pro-Palestine videos. Oh, look at what, what the IDF has done. They bombed this uh, building and they're pulling out dead kids. It's true. They are pulling out dead kids. That's the truth. But why are they pulling out dead kids? Important from Rick Ridings. The following was sent to me personally today, last Friday, by Ann, uh, whatever, the wife of Ambassador Danny, whatever, former ambassador from Israel to the United States and also a former deputy foreign minister. She asked that we please forward this to as many Christian networks as possible. Here you go. You just found one. That's the TLP. 723 people watching. I want everyone to understand the situation here. We have a unit in the IDF of fluent uh, Arabic speakers, their job in 12-hour shift is, ca- is calling. Is call- Here's their job. Now, does Gaza, I mean, does uh, Hamas or Hezbollah ever do this? Their job in 12-hour shifts, in other words, 12 on, 12 off. So you work 12, then the next shift comes in. So it's 24 hours straight. Their job in 12-hour shifts is calling the families in Gaza. Does Hezbollah do that? No, they fly in on paragliders and rape and murder 1,400 people. Families in Gaza to tell them to leave through the Rafah gate into Sinai because we will bomb their area to destroy the rocket stockpiles and the underground city Hamas has built. So they, 24 hours a day, don't understand, don't misunderstand that 12-hour shifts. That means 12-hour shift A, 12-hour shift B. That's how we work hurricanes in the state of Florida. If you're in law enforcement, hurricane hits, you work 12, 12 on, 12 off in perpetuity. Been there. 12 on, 12 off until... Until the situation stabilizes, what they're doing here. So, 24 hours a day, the IDF is calling, calling citizens in Gaza, telling them we have video footage of the IDF flying over Gaza, which is a very small area. I believe it's 26 miles long and three miles wide. Just absolutely, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, carpet bombing. Gaza with leaflets telling everybody get the freak out here are the addresses that we're going to bomb they tell them the addresses it's just like the video that we played in the podcast that Aaron and I played on the podcast on Tuesday we have an HD camera I'm taking this all from Dan Bongino credit them HD camera focused on one building hours in advance of it being blown up why would it be focused on that building it's not a security it's an HD camera it'd be It'd be a camera similar to the one that I'm shooting this podcast on, right there. And then comes an Iranian, uh, a, a Israeli missile and blows up the building because they knew via the leaflets or via being notified by the IDF that we're going to blow up that building. Now, if you're being told we're going to blow up building A, 
And you tell, in your Hezbollah, your Hamas, and you tell families to stay there? Who killed the kids? Not the IDF. Tom, you're an Israeli sick of it. No, I'm not. I'm specific. I'm an, I am for Israel over Hamas, over radical Islam, over any country that would try to take Israel. I'm not in favor of all that Netanyahu does. All the, they were the biggest COVID cavers on the planet. That was prior to Netanyahu, but he's just as bad. Big, some of the biggest COVID cavers on the planet. They have a classified agreement with Pfizer that they can't share with the public. But how the government basically colluded with Pfizer to hide vaccine stats. That's an absolute fact. So here it is. So Rafa Gaines and I, this is a humanitarian corridor like what happened in, uh, with Syrians going to tents in Turkey and then returning when the war was over. The Gaza can be built properly and Gazans won't be prisoners of Hamas. Of course, Hamas is telling them to stay. Telling them to stay. So who killed the kid? If you're told that building A, B, and C is going to blow up, it's going to be, it's going to be destroyed by the IDF, and you're Hezbollah, you're Hamas, and you tell people to stay there, and you're pulling dead kids out of the buildings, who killed them? Hamas killed them. And then you have conservative pundits, who I love. I do. I, I would name them, but I'm not going to do I'm not going to get into a civil war. It's, it's pointless. I love these people. They're right on COVID. I mean, I'm, not talking, I'm talking about people I love. But they're sitting there because they're, they're looking at this in too general of a sense. They're looking at it under the eyes of Joe Biden. Well, Joe Biden is going to try to leverage this, this war into Ukraine funding, into other green funding, into Taiwan funding, none of which needs to happen at all. None of it. But I don't have time to get into that. The IDF cyber unit took over the Hamas TV station. Does Hamas ever do that? Does Hezbollah ever do that? All those people now, conservatives, and leftists, and remember, if you're a conservative and you're pro and you're, pro, and you're perpetrating uh, Hamas propaganda, understand that you are in lockstep with AOC, <laughs> with Rashida Tlaib. And, you'll be, and it will say, because it's complicated, they'll say, well, you're in lockstep with Lindsey Graham. No, I'm not, because Lindsey Graham wants to bomb Iran. I, I, don't want the, I don't even want the United States there. Israel has actually asked the United States, please don't land your troops here. We don't need you. Don't need you. So Israel has asked us to stay out, but Biden's sending us anyway because Biden actually hates Israel. He's going to try to use this temporarily saying that he's supporting Israel to actually empower Hamas. Because a lot of that money that he'll get for this will go to Iran. He'll be, he'll be raising money in the name of defending Israel and that money will go to Iran. That's how the world really works. The IDF cyber unit took over the Hamas TV station and has told everyone to leave Gaza. So who's killing the kids? To the south in Sinai, where they will be safe until they can return. Anyone who stays behind is considered Hamas and will be bombed. That's the way that it is. But Hamas is telling people to stay. Hezbollah is telling people to stay. So if you're a conservative and you're perpetuating these videos, look at these kids being dragged out of these buildings, and you're blaming the IDF, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Does that mean the IDF is always right? No. In that circumstance, they're right and you're wrong. Does that mean there's not a greater narrative or that this thing was instigated for a larger narrative? You could be 100% right on that. That it was actually instigated by Mossad, instigated by the CIA, instigated even by the Biden administration and State Department to some degree via funding of Iran. You 100% right, but there were still people willing to butcher 
1,400 uh, Israelis and rape women and cut the heads off of kids. Those people must pay, even though they are pawns of a greater agenda. Aaron, is that making sense? Yeah, yeah. You have to be able to disseminate. You have to be able to do that. So I wanted, I wanted everyone to get this. I have to show you this. I'm going to go a little bit into overtime tonight. Seven minutes into overtime right now. This is, uh, pardon me if I butcher your name if you are, uh, are watching this. Uh, Yael Bartur video. The uh, uh, Eliakim family of kibbutz Naraz. And, and again, these are all, I'm not, you know, good at all with, you know, the, uh, the you know, the pronunciation of a lot of these names. So I apologize. Father Nomi, this is an Israeli family. Now I want you to, all the people, and you're like, Tom, you're attacking right wingers. Yep, I am. I will, I, listen, the truth is the truth. If you're going to side, and I see a lot of people, I have one, one conservative pundit put out today. Are you real? How can anybody, basically, how can anybody be pro-Israel? It's a conservative pundit, a good one, whom I love, 100% right on COVID. I mean, a COVID warrior. I mean, because he's not looking, I don't believe that he's anti-Israel. I just don't believe he's looking at this situation correctly. Because you will never find a video of the IDF or is any Israeli soldier doing this to Palestinian citizens or even members of Hamas. You won't see it. Father Noam here, this is an Israeli family, already shot in the leg, and stepmom Daphna were murdered. So the two adults you see in this video are dead. Israel doesn't do that. Not per, I'm not saying they, there's, there's never collateral damage. I'm not claiming that. I'm saying they don't purposely do this. Hold hostages and execute them. When did they ever do it? Prove it to me. They don't. So you have to choose sides in the battle, not the agenda, the battle itself, the agenda we can deal with later. We know there's a greater Graham Biden globalist agenda. We know that. But in the battle, till Hamas is defeated, you side with the correct side, which is Israel. So the, the parents that you see in this video, they're dead. They're dead forever. They're gone. This isn't a video game. It's no reset. It's no starting over. Nothing. Big brother Tomer, 17, was forced by the terrorists to go door to door to get people out so that Hamas could shoot them. When he was done, they killed him. So the, the, young, the young boy that you see, 17-year-old boy, he's assassinated. Would Israel ever do that? You're still going to put out videos that are pro-Palestine as a conservative? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Siding with Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, AOC, Iona Presley, and Jamal Bowman. Propagating the exact same myth. When he was done, they killed him, the young boy, the 17-year-old. They streamed it all live. They streamed it all live on one of the family's members' Facebook. They did it to their own family. They, they, they actually streamed this live on Facebook to the family members of the people they murdered. When has Israel ever done Aaron, can you ever think of no. Israel ever done that? No. Aaron says no. Will, can you think of any time Israel has ever Okay, I can't either. So here it is. Play it for me. We will not hear the child. Where is the, uh, 
So for everyone that's propagating pro-Palestinian videos, which, by the way, means that you are pro-Hamas. Palestinians are elected Hamas. You're like, no, not everybody there is pro-Hamas. They've elected Hamas with over 60% of the vote. They're pro-Hamas. You are, if you are a conservative, we already know the leftists are pro-Hamas. I already get it. They they claim pro-Palestinian, but you ask any of them to denounce Hamas or Hezbollah, they never will. Ask Ilhan Omar to her face, denounce Hezbollah, denounce Hamas, denounce marrying your own brother. She won't. So when has the IDF ever done anything? Remember now, on that video, the only living people are those two little girls. We have no idea where they are. I have no idea. There might be, there might be information that they've been located. I don't know. They may be part of the 210 hostages. That IDF never does that either. So you have to be very specific in this battle. Understand, I mean, you're, you're out there and you're putting out videos. And you're like, Tom, you're being redundant. We get the point. Now, listen. There's lots of there's lots of right wingers right now, and I'm as right wing as right wing can get. You're blowing it. You're blowing it. You're being anti-Israel. Listen, you can be anti-globalist, the anti-globalist part of the Israeli government. Yes. You can be anti the big picture, but you cannot be pro-Hamas by blaming Israel for kids being killed on the Gaza Strip that were warned to leave by Israel. They were warned to leave. And you're like, well, they're kids, they can't leave. Their families know. Hamas knows, Hezbollah knows. They tell them we're going to bomb ABC. And they stay there anyway. Because Hamas tells them to stay so that Hamas can blame Israel. And you're, you're being a tool of Hamas. Hamas makes them stay so that Israel will blow them up inadvertently after they've been warned to leave. And I'm talking about very specific buildings. 202 Gaza Strip's going to be blown up. And a guy in Hezbollah tells three days in advance, and Hezbollah tells them all to stay. 
Who killed him? Hezbollah did. And then a conservative will put out the video of the kids being pulled out of that building and blame Israel. That's stupid. And you're pro-Hamas. You are actually being a tool boy for Hamas, a whore for Hamas. Understand that. Be specific. Yes, no Iranian war, no funding of Iran via funding Israel. We don't, we don't need to fund Israel any more than we already do. They got plenty of money from us. We just need to continue how we already fund them and help them in their self-defense. Let me show you this one. Ben Burklon video. This is just, it's actually more amusing than anything else. Gee, uh, here, ben Burklon uh, approaches Jihad Squad member Rashida Tlaib. And remember, this is who you're siding with if you're anti-Israel. In the battle. Again, not the globalist narrative. In the battle. Tlaib screams at me and then her staff after I confront her on her support for Hamas. You guys, I mean, it's just, it's just a funny video. It really is. Play it for me, Will. Congresswoman, will you denounce Hamas? Will you denounce Hamas? Why do you support terrorists? You're dehumanizing Palestinians. No, you're, you're supporting no, terrorists. You're no, you're supporting you terrorists. Identify. You're supporting terrorists. She's screaming in there. That's who we have in Congress, guys. That's who we have in Congress. Right there. I heard her say, I don't even want to be here anymore. That makes two of us for you. Apparently, she uh, they called the Capitol Police. So, police officer just went inside. Uh, I told him, thank him for his service. Ironic, isn't it? The same people that want to defund the police are the first ones to call them. For being asked questions. That's the tough thing. Being asked questions. So apparently, this representative, so-called representative, doesn't want to be asked questions by American citizens. A representative of America who supports Palestine, but not America. That's the world we're living in today. So I just said, Shay, they ended up interacting with the, she calls the Capitol Police on them. <laughs> what do you do? I mean, a very simple question. Will you denounce Hamas? Um, ask me, er, er, put yourself on, Aaron. Ask me if I'll denounce Hamas. Will you uh, denounce Hamas? Absolutely. I denounce Hamas right now. Me too. Done. Will you, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, me too. Get Will on. Yep, Aaron. Will, will you, will you right now in this very moment, I'm putting you on the spot, will you denounce Hamas? I denounce, denounce Hamas. There you go. It's done. It's not hard. You can ask, if, if I was the director of the FBI and you asked me, um, did you have any, any, any FBI agents or informants inside of the Capitol dressed in Trump gear prior to the breach? I would answer the question, absolutely freaking not. Why would I be part of instigating an erection? An erection. <laughs> Insurrection. I'm like Chuck Schumer now. <laughs> why, 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 would I, why would I be part of instigating an insurrection? That should be this should be a very clear answer. Remember that when Chuck Schumer said that <laughs> on know. the floor of the House, I'm just, on the floor of the Senate. I'm watching it. Was that a, what was what was he talking about? I'm watching. It was about Trump instigating an erection. That oh, was, it was. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I did the same thing. Oh, great. Now me and Schumer are like the same now. I'm great. just I'm watching it over and over in my head yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I actually made fun of him and I did the same thing. But anyway, so. Backing off of instigating erections now. Let's uh, <laughs> go back into. So, I mean, it's, it's just very simple. These questions are easy. Will you denounce Hamas? 
Yes, of course I denounce him, but she won't denounce him. Ask Rashida Tlaib, do you support Israel's right to exist? Ask her. Ask Joe Biden that. He'll dance around it because they don't. They actually don't. Look at this. Daily Caller tweet. Obama released lengthy statements slamming Israel's response to Hamas. Why? Because he delivered $400 million worth of cash on pallets to Tehran in the middle of the night. That's who he's it. That's who these people are. You're like, but Tom, they say pro-Israel things. That's only because they don't want to suffer the the political ramifications of not saying it. So that they stay in office. Again, it's it's all that fraud coming out of D.C. It's all the fraud coming out of D.C. Like when you vote for... It's me. I'm guilty. When I vote for Marco Rubio, what am I actually getting? When you vote for Lindsey Graham, what do you actually? Well, no, they're Republicans. They say pro-life things, but they never actually initiate. It took Donald Trump to come into office to end Roe v. Wade. Lindsey Graham been there 50 years prior to that. How long was McConnell there prior to that? 40 years. He never. They never did anything, because all it is, all it's about is fooling you into thinking there's people there that are working on your behalf, that are working on, working on the behalf of the conservative movement, when they all are actually not working on the behalf of the conservative movement. It's what I call the false synergistic tension. They're actually just making the leftist agenda more palatable for you. They bring it forward more slowly so that you will accept it over time. $33 trillion worth of debt, all the green funding, all the socialism, all the regulation, the Obamacare. They could have gotten rid of Obamacare. Could have gotten rid of Obamacare in Trump's two, first two, two years in office. Who was the one who didn't get rid of Obamacare? John McCain. Yep. Because all that it, all it's about is to fool you into believing there's people that are there fighting on your behalf while they, so that you won't, if you know that they're actually ushering forward the WEF agenda, if you know that, you will vote a legitimate conservative in there and get them out. So they are fooling you into thinking they are there fighting for you. Because if you know they're not, you'll vote them out. So Obama's fooling people into thinking that he's pro-Israel. You ask Benjamin Netanyahu about this guy. Off the record, this, this, this guy is a Hamas sycophant. He is pro-Iran, just like Joe Biden is. Obama released lengthy statements slamming Israel's response to Hamas terrorism. Because that's who he is. Go to the next one for me. And here, here's just the ultimate in hypocrisy. Rashida Tlaib. You're dehumanizing Gaza. He's never said anything about uh, the U.S. dropping 26,171 bombs in one year. Where did he drop them? Afghanistan, Pakistan, Yemen. Um, let me see now. Aaron, put yourself on. We'll, we'll, now, I'm reading these. Yeah. What do all these countries have in common? Mm. Syria? Yep. Iraq? Libya? Yemen, Somalia, Afghanistan, and Pakistan. What do they have in common? I'm pretty sure they're all Muslim majority. <laughs> <laughs> and what was Obama doing? Put that graphic back up for me. Bombing the crap out of them. Yeah. For what? For what? Nobody cared then. Nobody cared then at all. And you know why he was doing it? So that he could look like a war hawk against the countries he's actually supporting. You're like, Tom, that's complex. I know, but that's actually the truth. All right, 22 minutes of overtime. Got a lot of post-game videos. 665 people still on. Appreciate the over 700 people that did get on tonight. Those of you that offended, that I offended, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Love you. I do. I love you. I hope that you come to the truth. Hope you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Hope you actually believe the Bible and not the modern-day, watered-down church vernacular. 
watered-down gospel. I don't even like to call it gospel because there is no such thing as a watered-down gospel, even though I use that term all the time. But if I offended you, I honestly don't care. I care about you, but I don't care that you're offended. So, And I hope that those of you that are propagating pro-Palestine, anti-Israel stuff, get specific on this and, learn, and actually understand actually understand the complexities here and you've got to actually walk fine lines it's just the way that it is but anyway stick around for the post game lots of fresh new videos some old ones but mainly fresh new ones stick around for it probably uh five six minutes worth of videos something like that i don't remember but stick around for it back here saturday night short little podcast 56 minutes of fury Christian Television Network. You can also watch it on the Christian Television Network. Don't miss Saturday night. Love you all. Also, can watch Foundation Church on Sunday morning. See me preaching here. It'll click on the one, I guess we call it like a church ad or whatever you want to call it. Um, is there a better term than that, Aaron? Just commercial. Church, yeah, church commercial. commercial. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but a church commercial right after this. Tune in on Sunday mornings. Watch them. Trying to break 400 viewers. We think we set our record at 390. Yep. 390 live people watching us, uh, watching the church service on Sunday morning. You're like, Tom, but I don't necessarily agree with you. Well, listen, all I do is preach the Bible. <laughs> so you need to watch what you're not agreeing with. Seriously, you need to watch it. I'm talking about church right now, not politics. But anyway, love each and every one of you. Be back here Saturday night, change the time, 1030. Still mulling over whether we should be doing this five days a week or not. Maybe we should. <laughs> if you really want us to, let us know. Still mulling that, doing five one-hour shows per day, Monday through Friday. But I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, love you guys. Really do appreciate you very much. Seriously, really do. Really appreciate you. Thank you for being being here, being a part of this. Share it with as many people as you can. If you're watching on Rumble, share it however you can. Try to share it on Facebook. I'm very much shadow banned on Facebook. I can't friend you on Facebook. They won't allow me. I haven't been able to friend anybody on Facebook for three years. It's just the way that it is. Shadow banned everywhere. You're probably like, how does he actually have 700 people watching? There's only 93 people on Facebook because I'm shadow banned. I used to have 900 people watching on Facebook alone. That's been, I've been banned. But that doesn't stop me. I'm not going to stop telling you. That means I'm on a radio show in, uh, you know, Boise, Idaho, and it's me and Aaron and uh, Will sitting in some, you know, <laughs> cubicle doing a radio show. That's all that's left. That's what we'll do. I'm not going to I'm not gonna hide from the truth. That's just the way that it is. I'm not going to hide from the truth. I'm not going to obfuscate the truth. I won't be bullied into not telling the truth. Love you all. Stick around for the post game. See you Saturday night. God bless you. If you really want happiness, you want peace, you want joy, if you want victory, you want a great marriage, whatever it is that you want, it's the power of the Holy Ghost. And that comes through salvation, that comes through receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you don't, everything else is a waste of time. Okay, well, we win the presidency. Okay, well, you'll be empty. You will be. It doesn't work. Nothing, nothing works but God. You can fight it all you want. You can waste your whole life. This isn't even the message yet. This is all for free. You can waste your whole life chasing something else. You can. You're not designed for anything but, but to be the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. You waste your whole life looking for other things. Nothing works. No guy will work. No girl will work. No thing will work. No job will work. No vacation will work. No destination will work. Nothing. You're not designed for it. Again, it's like, it's like running a tractor in a Formula One race. It doesn't work. You can try it. You can be out on the track and participate, but it doesn't work. So I urge you, I urge you, dive into God.